1: rack and yak it's time for what mark heard on saturday suckage with mark rody and steve rosenbloom boy everyone
3: is stupid except me
4: well the rosenbloom portion of the show is off today and next week the mark rody portion is here until the start of cubs baseball at 12:45 today cubs and brewers 12:45 pregame with zach pat and ron will have the call at 120 today on the score, it is an Albert Alzolay day against Freddie Peralta, who seems to always pitch against the Cubs. Freddie Peralta pitching again in a 120 game for the Cubs and the crew. The Cubs yesterday with a 15-2, thump your skull for you day. 15-2 over the Milwaukee Brewers And I happened to be listening to some of the game on the radio yesterday while doing Friday things, and there was a conversation between Zach Zademan and Ron Coomer in the fifth inning, which caught my attention in terms of the approach that Coom thinks the Cubs should take at the plate, and maybe are beginning to take. Take a listen.
2: I want to go back to what you just said about
4: swinging early in the count, because... In this new age of baseball, I thought the thinking is to take a lot of pitches and make the pitcher work. But you're saying that's not the key to success for the Cubs.
2: Not all the time, and I think you know each day is different. You know, at the end of the day, what are you looking to try to accomplish? You're trying to accomplish winning a ball game, right? So that's first and foremost. Then, for your at bats throughout a ball game, you're trying to get yourself in a position to succeed at home plate, whether it's get on base somehow, but getting hits, that helps your team win. Well, if you have long at-bats and you, you extend your at-bat, but you end up struggling.
4: The 0-2 up high, check swing by Baez, didn't go. 1-2 the count to Hobby.
2: And striking out a bunch because you're you're playing into the hand of the pitcher where then you're seeing his best put-away pitch. Sometimes it's better not to get to that pitch, right? And I think that's what we're seeing here now in this short term of the last four or five games for the Cubs. They're aggressive at home plate, early in account on fastballs. It's just being smart what you're talking about is understanding the way the opponent is trying to
0: attack you, so you be the aggressor.
2: Absolutely. If if you get something good to hit, why why would it matter if it's the first or second pitch or the seventh pitch?
4: It's a really interesting philosophy because what Ron coomer is saying they're on the score with Zach Zaidman goes against what the original approach of this regime of Cubs baseball. And when I say that, it's more Theo Epstein. Like the, when Theo Epstein came to the Cubs with Jed Hoyer, obviously there was a philosophy which he had developed in Boston of. Taking a lot of pitches, get on base, see it through. And that's why there were these ridiculously long games in Boston. And then we saw that carry over the Cubs and it, it worked. Now the Cubs have been in this awful slump at mostly at the wrong times for the better part of three years. And I believe it was in the pits, the early at Pittsburgh series at PNC park where you could see there was obviously a mandate coming from David Ross, to get out there and be aggressive early in the count. Stop mes- and we saw Chris Bryant subscribe to it, and nobody's having a better year than Chris Bryant. Wilson Contreras subscribing to it, and he's been terrific as well. We're seeing Anthony Rizzo heat up, and a lot of it is, yeah, getting on those baseballs early in the count. So it's a little bit of a switch. That's David Ross imposing some of, of his sensibilities on the team, and who knows, maybe... Maybe via meetings with Jed Hoyer, who maybe is changing his stance a little bit. And that's what I mean when we talk about drastic things needing to occur, that coaching means something, that when when guys are 0 for 4 and 0 for 5, and they say, well, that wasn't David Ross standing up there striking out three times. It wasn't, but it's his job to come up with a solution. So a thumbs up to, I think, David Ross for coming up with that philosophy. And then you heard Ron Coomer d- discussing it right there. So that's like... That's a time we all were always screaming and wanting and hoping for adjustments from our managers and coaches and make things change. And what can a, what can the manager do? What can the hitting coach do? He can't go. Yes, they can do something. And this is an example of the Cubs doing something. All right, let's switch now here on what Mark heard to. The Bears. Now, I did play a couple of these guys yesterday. So, if you were listening at noon yesterday when I was filling in for Lawrence Holmes, you may have already heard this, but I'm guessing a lot of our Saturday faithful perhaps were not. So, I got a guy. I got a guy in the NFL draft for the Bears if they are to keep 20. And I talked about cornerback, defensive back um, for the Bears, and a need there still despite having... Desmond Trufant and Artie Burns back on the roster and Roberson, which I honestly didn't know he was back. Um, Virginia Tech cornerback, Caleb Farley, 6'2", 207. There are some things that have to be pointed out about him. He opted out last year, had back surgery in March. Um, A lot of personal struggles, lost his mom to cancer in 2018, but... This guy, like, his tape is excellent. He's a ridiculously good athlete, and I love listening to him talk as well. Listening to Caleb Farley.
5: Hi, Caleb. I-, I read a quote where you said, if you're not one of the best corners in the league in the next few years, it'll be a waste. I say this in a humble position, but, you know, um, I know I possess a, uh, possess a very elite ability in my athleticism, just in my in my quickness with long-term speed, um, and, and and my football IQ of the game, uh, being able to come in and out of cuts. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you see me excel at the position. You know, extremely fast. Never have played it before. Um And, and really, the same thing happens at, at wide receiver. If I go play wide receiver or or quarterback, or anything. You know, um, I just I just know where where I where I'm going to get to. And even you know how much better I've gotten from um, the 2019 season. You know, just training for the. And getting around um, knowledge and wisdom, um, I, I truly believe in myself. And um, you know, I don't really at this point in my life and, and my maturity in my mind, I don't really need any more pats on the back, pat on the backs. I don't need any anybody else to tell me I can do something. You know, I understand the game of football and what comes with it. And um, and I know, and I know I'm
4: special. I know I'm special. I love that about Caleb Farley. And he, so when he went to Virginia Tech he wanted to be a QB quarterback then he they tried him at wide receiver and then he landed at at cornerback so there is relative inexperience at the position but i just think he's one of those guys that could end up like like the ceiling is big for for Caleb Farley so all right, let's go to offense now. This guy is going to be the anti-Tom Thayer because when we got Tom Thayer on earlier, we, we talked about wide receivers, and he specifically wants a big target wide receiver like Allen Robinson because they that he is their big. And you don't know if Trevon Wims is going to be around. What's Riley Ridley? Um, so. Here's the problem with Ole Miss wide receiver Elijah Moore, who I like, but Tom wouldn't like because he's 5'9", 185. He's got the speed, four three five, forty um, Against Florida, 10 catches, 227 yards, 8 TDs in 8 games this year. And let's, let's listen to what – this is actually hilarious. This made me laugh. Listen to Elijah Moore.
5: But um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just a hard worker. I feel like – I don't know why I don't get picked first overall. Cause I'm gonna work hard, harder than anybody else. You you can't tell me there's that much people better than me. You know, I feel like I'm the best offensive player in in the whole draft. You know, people have their doubts and they're gonna say things, but it's just all gonna come to the light. I'm I'm learning about myself and I'm 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 an extremely hard worker. And then you add that all in, I really can't lose.
4: Love it. <laughs> He's going to be very disappointed when he is not the number one overall pick uh, because we we are projecting here at the score in Odyssey that he will not be Ole Miss wide receiver. Elijah Moore will not be the number one overall pick, Um, by the way, a texter. And this is a good question, too. From the, the 224 back surgery, Are you crazy. Just look at Tiger Woods and, and the golfing. Yeah, I should have been a little bit more detailed on that about Caleb Farley, who had back surgery in March. It is as minor as can be. And Farley, like kind of really pushing back, like like wanting to show anybody who asks, like, here's the negatives. from Here's exactly what's going on with my back. I didn't necessarily want it. They recommended. It. They said that I would be ready for training camp. So. I, I think I'm taking their word. I understand your concern, Texter. When we talk about back injuries, but this does sound like a minor procedure. That's Caleb Farley, the guy you just heard from the Ole Miss wide receiver Elijah Moore, had the one little incident. In 20. I, I don't. I probably shouldn't laugh at this, but 2019, o, Ole Miss against Mississippi State, um, the 2019 Egg Bowl, he got a 15-yard penalty. For pretending to be a dog
3: urinating in the end zone and he, he oh, is Oh man I remember that <laughs> that's iconic that's one of the greatest uh, touchdown celebrations of all time
4: down on all fours lifted his leg um, and uh, he's had he continues to have to explain <laughs> that so like I just I picturing him in the interview and in the finally like all right what what did you can you explain exactly what you did here, uh elijah and elijah's like okay so again i got down on all fours i lifted my leg and i pretended to be a dog urinating this is what's following elijah more around and he has to tell people that's not me like like you can find still recent articles about it i relative to some of the things that have happened in the nfl in terms of celebrate and i think they're actually cracking down on that more too at the NFL level. So I guess that has to come up in his interview. Okay, the dog thing, can we can we talk about the because here's why. Here's why they ended up losing that game but because they it was a 15-yard penalty tacked onto the extra point back it up 15 yards, extra point was missed. They lose the game. There was like a chain reaction with coach being fired and just all like he just he sparked this horrible chain reaction of negativity with that. So I can't imagine like the bombast that was going on 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 Mississippi Sports Talk Radio after the Egg Bowl in 2019 and then here forth uh, regarding him. So... (laughs) He's had, to, he's had to shake that and let that follow around, follow him around wherever he goes. Um, all right. A couple more here on what Mark heard on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Um, I did hear Andrew Chafin on the score, the Cubs reliever with the, the long hair and the hilarious beard and the, the handyman that he is. He was on the score with... Bernstein and Rahimi this week and first of all uh, that hair, that hair and the look that he's got, he, he explains it, he rationalizes it for us. Take a look. Honestly
6: the whole reason I cut my hair is because my daughter has her hair is starting to grow out a good bit now and uh, she's got long really curly hair, it makes my hair look almost straight and I was like well I gotta make sure everybody knows she's my kid so I gotta leave my hair long because usually, usually I have it shaved all season and I've always wanted to see what it looked like if I let it grow out, and a bunch of the guys were telling me in spring, "Don't cut your hair! Don't cut your hair! It's awesome hair, or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay,
4: I'll just go for it. See what happens." So that's the hair story. There's so much goodness in here from Andrew Chafin, and unfortunately, we can't get to it all. But I picked out one other cut that I wanted to play for you, and this should not surprise anybody. Uh, about Andrew Chafin, just just considering the way he looks and sort of his attitude when he takes the baseball out of the Cubs' bullpen, he he says... Well, the question is included, so just take a listen to this.
1: When I read the book The MVP Machine and read the way Trevor Bauer thought about himself as almost a, a mechanical project, the way that he pitches, the way that the ball comes out of his hand, he may be an extreme case and sort of a beautiful mind here, but do you look at yourself that way and pitch lab and being able to know exactly what the cameras are showing and that what you do for a living can have that same kind of mechanical scrutiny
3: now in a way that it couldn't even five years ago?
6: It's funny you bring up that stuff. I don't use any of that. Like I, uh. I let the ball do the talking. If I get an out, it was mechanics were perfect, great pitch, whatever. I don't really care. I, for me with baseball, I got to keep it simple. I, I can't think about what I'm doing out there. I just got to go and react and just, just rear back as hard as I can and hope for the best. And when I do that, generally speaking, have better success than if I'm out there like, oh, I got to go heat her up and in, sink her down away, slide her back. I got I to gotta make these pitches perfect. And as soon as I start trying to pitch, I suck.
3: <laughs>
4: Yeah, there, there, uh, there are so many more people that and that play Major League Baseball that are like that than than you know or that even I know. Uh, that, yeah, they they're they they don't turn away when they're shown certain analytics or hey, there's some video I want to show you. But not every baseball player lives for the an- analytic analytics, and wanting to be obsessed with video. And I don't know, that just that's sort of the <laughs> essence of him as a
3: player, He's- isn't it? His attitude about that is exactly like what I would think somebody who looks the way he does yeah. would say. Like it's like, Oh, why make this overcomplicated? Let's go out there and throw the ball. <laughs> totally. <laughs> throw like the ball, I If it's been... a good pitch, cool. If it's not, then it... I'll just try it again whatever i'll go work on my truck yeah
4: like anything other than that answer would have been very then i would have been like he's a fraud you know what i mean like come on who who is this guy i don't believe anything he's saying like if he hadn't been freewheeling like that and i'm sure bernstein was squirming when he was (laughs) rejecting his world essentially um I'm glad you're there, Trash Panda. What the hell is going on with you on the text line? I see there's a fight brewing. Or no, there's a fight that's happening. What's going on? Because I can't go back far enough on the text line. What What is going on with you and apparently White Sox fans right
3: now? Oh, no, it's nothing with White Sox fans. Someone, someone uh, said at like 1030, here it is, is it me or every time I turn on the score, you guys are bashing Javier Baez? And I said maybe he should learn how to lay off a b- lay off balls outside the zone. And we'll lay off the criticism. And now they said, or maybe I won't listen. So I don't. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> oh man. So wait, ten
4: thirty. That's not on my watch. No, it was during so, inside the
3: clubhouse. I just I had a response written, and then I got distracted doing something, and I just sent it.
4: Oh, uh, okay. That's that's all good. I just I, I love I love host texter interaction. There is really nothing better. When when the textures get us going and we are responding and for the record, yeah, I have not yet talked about Javier Baez hit a home run yesterday. I have talked about, but the only thing I said about Javier Baez, or I have said, is that and this goes back to David Ross or the hitting coach Iapochi or is it Iapachi? Iaposi. Um, yeah, I thought so, but on Sunday, I guess Sunday night baseball is not always credible, but. I think it was Veskersen who kept calling him Anthony Iapossi, so I wondered if maybe it was one of those cases where we're all getting it wrong, and because sometimes that happens. Like athletes will just allow their names to be mispronounced because it's kind of embarrassing to go back and say, "Yeah, actually, this is the pronunciation of my name." You so, mean like I don't like my name with less? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's like it's, it's un-
3: I'm past the point of correcting it.
4: Right. It's like it's just almost embarrassing and it's not worth it. You're not going to talk to that person or say that name enough uh, to really care about it. I wish I could think of some examples because I've I've had them where I've been the one to clear up the. There
3: was the there was when I was still at Western, the, the guy who did the PA announcing for the home basketball games. Was a, a professor at the school. He's a cool guy. I'd taken his class several times. So my last year there, I, I for some reason, I didn't bring this up to him until b- before the last home game. But he was pronouncing one of the starting men's players' last names, Ron, the entire season. Oh, no. And it wasn't like an egregious mispronunciation. But I finally, like, I don't know why I didn't say something sooner. Maybe it's because I was half checked out during my classes that semester because I was second semester senior. I didn't care anymore. But <laughs> I finally, after class one day, I was like, hey, Jay, you know, like, Obi's name, you're saying his last name wrong. I just want to make sure you know.
4: <laughs> yeah, just so you know. Yeah, because other people are going to get angry. Not because I care. Other people are going to care. Um, here's one right here to this day. This name—he's a former Bears safety. His name is—95% uh, of the time, it is still mispronounced. It is Adrian Amos. It is not Adrian Amos. Never has been. Although that you would—one would think that A M O S, but he is absolutely 100% Adrian Amos. Like like as if there would be an I there. But that that and that's a case too where he just let it go because See, I had no everybody idea. I yeah no, know I know I, I and I like like I said honest to god like I would say 90 to 95 percent of people say Adrian Amos but he is he is Adrian Amos make make no mistake about it but that's one of those cases where if you're Adrian Amos it's probably not worth saying look if you guys don't have it by now I'm seven years into the league or whatever he is then just forget it because that's kind it's like it's like um, the scenario of not knowing somebody's name, like the fourth or fifth time you have an interaction with him or her, like there's just no way around it at this point. Like at this point, did they know that you know that you don't know the name and you can't ask the name because then it's just ridiculous. And the whole foundation there of, was, the, of the relationship <laughs> there is was, blown up.
3: There was a, a girl I worked with in Bloomington who I, I think she worked there for the last two years I was there and I, I saw her this is a person I interacted with on a nearly daily basis, not like frequently, but saw her enough, like she knew my name. I, I, I walked by her desk every time I went to get coffee. Like you know, she knew my name. I had no idea what her name was. and And this went on for <laughs> two years. and it's just it's me luckily being able to dodge it enough. And I think I finally figured out what her name was because was I, I figured out she was this person on an email chain. I was like, oh, that's her. And now I can't remember her name. (laughs) But it was like, yeah, I I was like, I don't know. I was like, oh, man, that went on for way longer. But yeah, it's like I can't ask now because (laughs) it's too far or too far in.
4: I've honestly got to the point where I will write names down in the notes section on my phone, like if I meet somebody. And uh, because I'm just so fear or maybe the second like I get that second chance. OK, OK, there's the name again. I'm writing it down. He is Tim. He is a security for the bear. You know what I mean? Like like because he knows my name. I better show a little bit of respect. And next time instead, I say, hey, what's up? What's going on? So, oh, hey, Tim, how's it going? We're friends. Hi, Adrian Amos. Good to see you. Um, all right, we got to take a, a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks didn't speak last night after the game. I was hoping to make him part of this segment, and instead, I will just discuss him. I need a quick favor too from from the folks listening right now too. So I've seen. So the Academy Awards are this Sunday, I do believe, and I have managed to, I think, watch all of the the best picture nominated movies, like, um, like all of them. And they're all, they're all really damn good. I, so I need, I actually need a movie recommendation for tonight. Cause I've seen all of those. What's another good movie that's out right now, preferably on, on Netflix or maybe even Amazon. Cause I'm going to my parents tonight. Parents like just to give you the idea they're in their seventies, right? So, like, something that the three of us could watch um, that's, that's good um, and under, under that sort of uh, requirement as well. So if you have a recommendation, I'm open to movie recommendations right now. 312-644-6767 is the text line. Or if you want to call me and chat, we got a few more minutes. It's Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call
0: silenced. shopify.com slash Podcast. all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash Podcast.
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per
1: month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CT Mobile.com. You don't know my name, do you? <laughs>
4: yes, I do.
0: What is
6: it? It, it rhymes
2: with a female body part.
0: <laughs> what is it?
3: Mulva? <laughs> Oh yeah, Jerry.
4: Mark Rody with you here on the score for a few more minutes. We've got Cubs pregame with Zach at 1245. Cubs and Brewers at 120. Pat and Rond will be on the call. Cubs looking to go two in a row. Get your Adbert alzali going. Freddie Peralta on it for Milwaukee today. Liam Hendricks was pretty awesome last night in that eighth inning. When he, he comes in there, I mean that that's that's what you paid the guy for. Comes in in the eighth inning, it's eight six White Sox, two on, and then eventually second and third because again, I mean I guess we just have to get used to it. Like Yasmani Grandal struggles catching the baseball. Had a pass ball. At least I think it went down as a pass ball, right? Second and third with one out. Hendricks strikes out Willie Calhoun. And then strikes out the guy with, with currently the best name in baseball, Isaiah Kiner Falefa. That's right. Isaiah Kiner Falefa. He's good. Um struck him out as well. Got out of that. I mean, that's the ball game right there. And I know he gave up the home run in the in the ninth inning. But that that's what you, that's what you do. You bring your best closer in in the tightest spots, no matter what the inning is 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 and Tony La Russa. Did exactly that. So big thumbs up to to Liam Hendricks and what he did yesterday too. I think my favorite part of the Cubs game, believe it or not, despite the home runs from Rizzo and Mariznick and Baez and Contreras, was just those simple back-to-back doubles in the first inning by Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. Like just like that. That there you go. That's making contact without hitting the ball out of the park and just keeping the line moving and getting old, Bre- hello, Brett Anderson, getting him out of the game as well with a knee injury, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that that was kind of my favorite. Just seeing contact and seeing that motion from those two players on the Cubs, that was absolutely excellent. So the Academy Awards are, are on Sunday, and I'm looking at the – the best picture nominees. And I guess I haven't seen them all. I've not seen the father. I believe that has Anthony Hopkins in it and I've passed it up. Cause it's just one of those movies that I'm sure it's good, but it doesn't interest me. Cause it looks like depressing and cumbersome and trying. And I bet it's great. I bet just, I'm just not interested. Uh, Judas and the black Messiah saw that a while back. Very good. Mank saw that too. Good. Minari. And I saw Minari. Minari. Um, I wouldn't say it was great. I would say good. I would give that a good tag, Minari. Um, And the one I haven't seen, because they don't have Hulu, and the parents don't have Hulu either, is Nomadland. And that is apparently the one that is the favorite for for many, is Nomadland. But it's on Hulu, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to see that before... Uh, Sunday. Pro- I, so here, the next one is my favorite of the bunch that I've seen this season. Promising young woman is just—it's—it's it's so good. Carrie Mulligan is great, and it is like it's so satisfying. Like there's a revenge factor, and it's just delicious with it, and it's kind of scary at the same time. I think it's great. Haven't seen Sound of Metal. Haven't seen Sound of Metal, and I—I I don't know how I let that one get past me about a heavy metal drummer who loses his hearing. Um, and then the the last one I on here, the trial of the Chicago Seven, one of those movies that I wasn't necessarily looking forward to watching, and then did, and I found it to be very good and very educational. Couple educational movies here: the trial of the Chicago Seven, and then the Judas and the and the Black Messiah is educational as well. So it was it was a great crop, but there uh, a couple that I I guess I hadn't seen, so might have to see if I could. Um, talk the parents into heavy metal drummer who loses his hearing um, we'll see and then somebody suggested to me American me um, that that is one that I have not seen I don't even know what it's about uh, Mark the Departed forget about the new crap thanks Scarps Depart I love the Departed like that that is for me top 10 movie but I'm not going to go that direction and yes to the to the t- Extra from the eight four seven, I I certainly will accept your Hulu login if you would like to um, pass that on. I, that's why I told my my parents. I said try, try to see what you can come up with in terms of illegally getting us Hulu for one night to see if that can do the
3: one month free trial and then just access oh, You can oh you can do that huh? Okay. I think they do that. I don't know. I don't actually have a Hulu account. It's my girlfriend's, so I don't really. I don't know how okay. it works, but pre- usually most streaming services they give you a, a a a one month free trial. Also, if you're looking for Grody a a new movie that is actually bad, so like a good bad movie though, the new Godzilla movie, Godzilla vs versus King Kong is oh, yeah. pe- is peak Godzilla. It's oh, so yeah. bad on so many levels, but it's so awesome. Oh, no, no. I'm going to see that at the theater. Yeah, that no, that will be. I, yeah, don't, dude, I, I watched yeah. it the weekend it came out, and it's like, I mean, the plot makes no damn sense, but the action is unbelievable.
4: Yeah, I am. I am pro. I will see that at the theater on my own time with my favorite aunt, who is going to see that with me as well, because we're suckers for that kind of stuff. All um, right. Cubs game coming up here in just a little bit. Bulls game tonight as well. The Bulls at Miami. By the way, the Bulls are just completely unpredictable at this point. Are they going to fall behind 30-10, to 10, or are they going to have a great game like they did against Charlotte 108-91? Who knows what what the Bulls will give us tonight. But thank you to everybody for listening, for texting. Thanks to Tom Thayer for coming on. Thanks to Adam Stadzinski, the Trash Panda, for producing the show. And I will talk to you next week right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score Have a great weekend.
1: It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So... Kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Wait.
2: Oh yes, wait, wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait. wait,
0: wait, Oh
5: yeah. That's it.
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each
1: line is only $25 a month.
2: New iPhone 15s? You better over here? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you
1: switch.